Hi, and welcome to the first episode of 20s Crisis. My name is Amanda. And my name is Emma. And we're going to be your hosts for this podcast, which we are so excited about. We wanted to start this podcast because we're both going through some sort of crisis at the moment. And we think it should be talked about more because being in your 20s can be really hard. Yeah, definitely. I think that a lot of people can relate to this. Yeah, we just wanted to share our experiences since we also known each other for such a long time. We've been through a lot together. We're going to talk about a lot of mixed subjects. Some are going to be a bit more serious, like mental health issues and anxiety. And some are going to be a bit more fun as well. So it's going to be a good mix. In each episode, we wanted to share our own advice and our own experiences. And we're not experts at all, so just keep that in mind. And yeah, let's dive into it. Let's talk about identity crisis. Yeah. We know that it's very common to be feeling lost in your 20s. And that's something that we want to talk about more. And we thought this would be a good first episode. Yeah, definitely. I feel like it's not really a coincidence that it's like in your 20s that you experience this, I don't know, personal like crisis. You don't really know who you are. You don't really know Mm. what you want to do. And so on, because, I mean, until then, we have all basically been doing the same things. Like, we have all been going to school. We have all been maybe doing what our friends are doing or just, like, not really had to think about what you want to do. Yeah, that's so So, true. So, it's not really until, like, after graduation that you're like, okay, shit, I need to figure out what what I want to do in life. Yeah. What do you think? What's your experience of an identity crisis? I feel like, as you said, that if you have a lot of choices, it can be very overwhelming um, to choose what you want to do. And it's also, I feel like it's work and like what you should study and all that is a big thing. But it also Mm -hmm. has to do with like your personality, your interests, um, your taste in music. Yeah. Um, whatever it is and that can be really it can be difficult to know who you are mm-hmm. yeah it's all those like small things as well it's not only like the big choices of course mm. in gymnasium and after gymnasium I think I colored my hair like six times <laughs> I definitely had an identity crisis with who or what my style was gonna be and like mm-hmm. what I want to look like and you know those more superficial things i feel like i had more of a period where i just did what everyone else was doing so i didn't really experimented what i wanted i was just like trying to fit in i guess and then um when you end school mm-hmm. you end up being a bit lost and like yeah you realize you can't just keep on going as everyone else is going because you're not going to be happy with doing that yeah definitely it's like you separate from the group and you're on your own you're like okay now i really need to figure out what i want to do and mm. can't really yeah as you say like do what everyone else is doing because 
both of us like we've been basically going to the same school as we were like 10 years old Mm. and all of our friends has also played football so we've had our like group where everybody basically were doing the same things and like playing the same sports going to the same school our schedule was basically like exactly the same Mm. um that was like the best thing ever i loved it yeah i loved it i miss it honestly (laughs) i miss it i definitely miss it but so it was such like a difficult time i think after we like quit football and we graduated from gymnasium and nothing was the same anymore and Mm. i don't know i felt a bit like i i lost a part of myself when i quit football yeah i feel like we both identified as soccer girls and then when we didn't have that it was like then we needed to kind of figure out who we were and yeah I honestly, I don't think I have until now figured out who I am. I'm still lost. And Mm -hmm. same. Yeah, (laughs) it's just it can be very difficult to know like who you want to be. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I think like it's probably going to take a while and a lot of focusing on yourself to really get to know yourself. I don't know. Mm but what do you think like are we have mentioned a few but what do you think are like the biggest reason to why a lot of people are going through an identity crisis from like your own experience i feel like we all just want to be accepted and so we try to fit in but then we realize that we're changing ourselves for others so that's and i feel like when you go through a big change in your life that's when you realize that Maybe you haven't been true to yourself Mm -hmm. and you need to start making changes and to kind of find yourself. Um, So changes, I guess, is a big thing, at least for me in my own experiences, like going through breakups and like starting new jobs or moving and things like that can really trigger you to start having those thoughts Mm -hmm. uh, about yourself. And yeah, what do you think? Um... I feel like, well, for me, I think it was um, that I was also stuck in one place for too long where I didn't really like where I were. Mm. So, you know, I don't really need to mention COVID a lot because <laughs> it's all very triggering for us. But um, during the pandemic, we both worked at a place where we didn't really enjoyed working there and it was not really maybe our biggest interests as well but i felt like i was stuck in a place where i didn't like who i was and i didn't know how to get out of there especially like when you couldn't quit your job because it was covid and mm. you need to have like the safety of an income but yeah both that and also as you say like focusing too much about what other people think of you instead of just focusing on yourself and Mm. you know what you who you want to be instead of like trying to be good for others and changing yourself for other people it's just yeah yeah, very draining so that and i think that that comes with being a lot on social media spending a lot of time there because you also like compare yourself to others mm, yeah it's so easy to start comparing yourself on social media it's 
literally designed to kind of make you question that you should maybe live somewhere else, you should have a different style, or you should look different, or whatever it is. Um, and you only see people's highlights on social media as well. That's so true. Um, so yeah, I feel like that's a big thing for me as well. Like if I spend too much time on social media, I feel so drained and just like, I feel so bad about myself. Yeah, because you like constantly just compare yourself to the you know perfect lives that aren't probably perfect but they seem perfect so yeah and i mean like if you spend a lot of time on social media your brain will like just register that okay everybody has this perfect life they know exactly what to do and you have no clue so Mm. yeah and you see all of those successful people uh but you should remember though that like i feel like you only see the successful people and you don't see the people that are struggling because we know that there are so many of us that are feeling lost and yeah it's just not it's just not represented i guess uh on your feed so just keep that in mind yeah that's very true and i feel like the algorithm also just even though you're not following some people the algorithm just keep on like showing you like a very very romanticized lifestyle yeah i feel like it's the materialistic things it might sound contradicting since i'm working with social media as a content creator um but i love social media too like it definitely has positive sides to it it's just I can't really consume it that much. Um, I love posting and creating content, but I personally don't really like to spend too much time scrolling. And I'm also very just picky about the people that I follow, which has helped me a lot as well. So yeah, I feel like everyone knows that you should only follow people that inspire you and make you feel good. Yeah, I think a lot of people do know that, but... I also feel like it has become some sort of addiction to just consume yourself with. I know like when I have my bad days, I kind of do it as like some sort of self-harm. I don't know, you know, when I get stuck on maybe Instagram or so, just like looking at all these gorgeous, unrealistic pictures of other like girls or just like, you know, travel pictures or... Mm. Yeah, and it's really, as I said, it's really like some sort of self-harm because it only makes you feel worse, so... And it makes you think that you should, you need all of those things to be happy. Like, you see all those, like, really expensive bags or skincare or all of those things. Uh, it's very, like, materialistic. Yeah. And... I mean, I'm very new as a content creator and I can really tell a difference. Like, there's a lot that I didn't know uh, before becoming a part of this whole social media environment. Um, Yeah, because you see the backside now of everything. mm. So it would be so interesting to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I feel like the thing that a lot of people don't know is that content creators usually get a lot of things for free from companies mm-hmm. um and then it get it can feel like when you look at someone's account and you see all of their things and like expensive clothes 
you think that it's normal to be able to buy all of that for yourself but it's not because that person has probably not bought that so i feel like that's like a thing to remember when you look at everyone's accounts Mm -hmm. yeah because i feel like i didn't really know i knew that a lot of influencers got like gifted maybe products and so but i don't think i realized how much things people like can get gifted Mm. even like trips and so on that those are also for free yeah it's good to have in mind i guess because it's not really normal for a person to spend that much money on those kind of things you know Mm, yeah definitely yeah so you should never like compare yourself to an influencer that has all those things because it's not like realistic to be able to buy all of those things for yourself i guess yeah good to have in mind for sure but if we should talk about like how to start your like self-developing journey from having like an identity crisis and just feeling very lost and not knowing who you are and maybe you know, consuming a lot of time on social media, um, always comparing yourself. Mm. How should you start the journey of becoming more true to yourself, I guess? Mm. I feel like the first step is to admit to yourself what you're going through and kind of accept that you are feeling lost and that it's okay. Mm -hmm. Because if you haven't accepted, then you can't really do anything about it. So I feel like that's the first step and it might even be like the most difficult one. So something that really helped me admitting to myself what I was going through was reading this book, which is my favorite self-development book. It's called The Mountain Is You and you have probably heard of it. Um, And I wanted to read a page that I read during my, um, like before realizing that I wasn't really happy with my life situation and it goes like this what isn't right for you will never remain in your life there is no job person or city that you can force to be right for you if it's not though you can pretend for a while you can play games with yourself you can justify and make ultimatums you can say you'll just try a little bit longer And you can make excuses for why things aren't working out right now. The truth is that what is right for you will come to you and stay with you and won't stray you for long. The truth is that when something is right for you, it brings you clarity. And when something is wrong for you, it brings you confusion. You get stuck when you try to make something that's wrong for you right. When you try to force it into a place in your life which it doesn't belong. You get split, you breed this internal conflict, which you cannot resolve. The more it intensifies, the more you mistake it for passion. How could you ever feel so strongly about something that isn't right? And this page literally changed my perspective on my own life. I got goosebumps. Yeah. I feel like if you haven't read this book, you definitely should. It changed my life. I feel like I've read this book for... I think I've read this book for like six times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have talked a lot about this book and I really need to read it. But it's so true. Like what you said about when something is wrong, you feel stuck. And, you know, when you break it down, you can... It's very easy 
to see that something is wrong for you and if you're true to yourself I feel like you can really feel it in your gut as well because whenever something for me at least whenever something hasn't made me feel very good I've always felt it in my guts either maybe it's a person or you know a job or something I quite direct feel it and you should just trust your gut feelings you should always trust your gut feeling that's so true yeah I read this page the first time when I was going through a breakup and I realized that I had fallen in love with the idea of that person and kind of just romanticized everything about the relationship so I wanted this to work so bad that I kind of just told myself that this was like the most perfect person everything's gonna be so perfect but then when it didn't work out it just like destroyed me and this page like reading this page was so like mind-blowing for me because I know that like when something's right it's easy and you you don't even have to question it like but if you're feeling stuck and like you're trying to when you're trying to convince yourself that something is better than it's than it is then you know it's wrong yeah and you should get out (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean it's so true it should just be easy and you shouldn't have to try so hard you know because you know like with friends and stuff when you have found the right friend you never question that like once and it shouldn't be any different from a relationship or a job or something else so yeah if you have to question it it probably isn't right for you and that's totally fine i think the hard part is just like the acceptance maybe of that you need to make a change or that you have chosen wrong Mm, yeah because you feel like you've maybe wasted time and energy or money into something and then when it doesn't work out it feels like it wasn't like necessary and it feels like a mistake feels like a failure yeah but you should always like be grateful about all the things that you've learned from this experience i mean we all make mistakes everybody makes mistakes we're not perfect (laughs) but like seriously like everyone makes mistakes you can't really like blame yourself too hard for it yeah it's this is the first time we're living this life and we're not perfect like we are gonna make mistakes and that's that's like the beauty (laughs) very deep but i i saw a tiktok where someone filmed their mom and or their parents and they were like this is their first life too and it just hit me like i was Mm. just Mm -hmm. like yeah that's so true yeah we should just yeah be kind to yourself and to others definitely we're doing our best we're doing our best we can't do more than that and it's fine to make mistakes Mm. but you shouldn't really I mean, I feel sometimes that I regret things, but then when I look back at it, I'm like, okay, it gave me experience. It made me realize that I didn't like it, which like is a step forward in a journey of like finding mm. what you want to do and who you are. So, you know, just try things and uh, fail at things. It's fine. Yeah. You're doing great, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
I feel like I went a long time trying to convince myself that everything was really good in my life um, and I just wanted to focus on like the positive things and romanticizing my life uh, and that can be really good like that helps me a lot but if it's not like you also need to be authentic with how you feel and it's really important to let yourself feel all of those emotions about when you're feeling lost yeah definitely because i mean in the end if you just try to push away the feeling that something's wrong then it's only gonna get worse and for me i know that i when i started to push away like the feeling that something was wrong i had some sort of crisis i just started to consume a lot of alcohol and (laughs) that's not very good and it's so obvious now uh, when I look back at that period of time that I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I did not feel very like well. I should have <laughs> definitely just, you know, uh, talk to someone about it or just like try to, you know. Yeah, we do everything to kind of conceal what we're actually feeling and to kind of push it away. Yeah. <laughs> so don't do that <laughs> don't drink no don't do that it's only gonna get worse and you just like prolong the journey to get better yeah so yes yeah, just admit it to yourself and then as you said maybe talk to someone mm. about it like talk to a friend or family member or a therapist or someone that you feel like you can trust if you talk to someone else you can't really lie about it anymore like the word is out and it's no turning back really which is a good thing because I mean you can always lie to yourself but you can't keep on like trying to convince another person if you have told them about it yeah and what helped me a lot was just writing in my journal which if you know me I always write in my journal (laughs) whatever I'm going through but then I could see that I had like lied to myself in my journal because I had been writing a lot of things like, I love my life, I, I love this, this is so great. But then when I wrote all that, I kind of realized that, shit, I'm lying to myself now. Because I'm not really... So if you just like put your feelings into words, you can kind of get a perspective. So if you don't like writing, that you can do something else. Talk to a friend or just talk out loud to yourself I do that sometimes and it really <laughs> it can really help oh, you um, do? or just like yeah um <laughs> I didn't know that <laughs> you can also um you can just like go for a walk or do something that kind of clears your mind uh but whenever I write I kind of I can see my thoughts on like a, a different perspective like I can have like an objective view of it and it's easier for me to kind of I don't know be more honest vulnerable and honest yeah so that definitely helped me to realize that I was going through an identity crisis and that was that is the first step that you need to do honestly definitely and I also feel like the difference between writing it down and talking to someone about it is like when you have wrote it down on a paper you can always also like look back on the time where you weren't feeling feeling very well or maybe you were in a like toxic relationship or you know mm-hmm. and even though you're like trying to lie to yourself at that time you can't really because you have wrote it down and you can just see how you were really feeling mm. so that's a good thing because you always romanticize things and like start to forget how you were really feeling 
And that's why it's very important to just like remind yourself that, okay, I didn't feel uh, well at this time. Why didn't I feel well? You know, and look how far I've come from this time to where I am now. Yeah. It can also be very uplifting to see like, okay, I have really like did, done this to myself. Mm. Like I'm proud. Yeah. And as you say, you can see that you have developed and you can start just comparing yourself to yourself and not to other people. Yeah, exactly. I love journaling so much. It's my best, <laughs> it's my best like self-care habit. And as you said, it's also like in relationships too. I feel like my first identity crisis was after my first relationship uh, ended. Mm -hmm. And then I could kind of go back to the things that I wrote during the relationship and also like when going through the breakup. And it just helped me so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know that. It was so good that you had like written down all those things mm. because you know it's so easy especially maybe in a re relationship to just like you really really want it to work mm. and you never want to hurt someone else but instead you end up just hurting yourself by keep on lying to yourself so mm. by reading the words you have written you're like okay can't lie anymore need to do it yeah and i could like see how i had changed myself for that other person and i feel like also like going through a breakup can really be a time where you also go through an identity crisis just because you have kind of lost yourself in the other person We have made a list of eight things that has helped us when we have been going through a crisis. And these are things that you can do like to take action towards finding yourself and just like to get through this identity crisis. The first thing is meditate and journal to get clear on what you feel. And we have talked about this already, but you can also use this to vision your dream life. and. The best version of yourself and how that person is, how their lifestyle is, and just everything. Your biggest dreams. Yeah, and I think that this is very good when you're in an identity crisis because you can just get kind of a vision about what you want to do. You don't have to know exactly what you want to do, but you can still see, okay, do I want to do something creative? What is my dream vision of myself and how will I get there? And just get a better vision about who you are as a person. Mm. Yeah, and as you said, because you're going through an identity crisis, you, so you might not know exactly what you want. Like, you might not know exactly what you want to work with, but maybe, as you said, you're, you know that you're a creative person and that's something that you love and that's, like, something you can write down. Yeah. Or just, like... I want to be a health. I want to have a healthy lifestyle or whatever. Exactly. So just to also get to know yourself a bit better, because maybe you haven't thought about this very much, but when you write it down and get a better vision, maybe you just realize that okay, I actually do know kind of what I want to do, even though I don't know exactly what I want. Yeah, uh, and I feel like when you know like what you desire, like your deepest desires that can kind of help you to know what you want to do every day towards like becoming that person. 
and at least that has helped me a lot like I've Mm -hmm. discovered that I love traveling and that like I want to have a flexible lifestyle and a flexible job and then uh, we have the second one which is setting goals for yourself that are realistic and this one is so important and also the realistic part because if you set goals for yourself that are too high in any way you would just like get yourself into more pressure than necessary so just like setting goals for yourself and it can be monthly it can be yearly it can be weekly but just like a few steps to mm. get yourself somewhere it can be the it can be the small thing yeah like to read a page each day mm-hmm. before you go to sleep or whatever it's just start somewhere and do something small every day to just like get better definitely i actually have like um you already know this but i actually have a 75 days challenge that i'm doing right now yeah and because then i had like okay read 10 pages of a book each day and usually i never read and i have a hard time reading but this has really helped me to get going and now i'm really into reading and feel like it's so comforting and it's just you know to just take small steps to get you somewhere Mm. further than what you have uh, imagined yeah and you get like a confident boost because you see that you can do things that maybe you didn't think like you didn't think maybe that you were a reader but now you're reading and really enjoying it Mm -hmm. and that's like yeah you can get like more confident by doing new things and just like improving yourself that's a really big thing i love to set goals for each week but also for each month yeah we usually have our monthly updates where we like we write in our journals together and yeah yeah i love that part (laughs) Uh, and then the third one is talk to someone about what you're going through this can really help i think we've mentioned this uh in the episode before but Mm -hmm. you can just talk to a friend or someone that you trust or go to a psychiatrist yeah really someone you just feel very safe with and just opening up about it can just make you feel so relieved it's just like something that you have kept to yourself but you can finally say to someone and then in a way it doesn't feel like as a big of a deal anymore yeah because now you can talk to someone and maybe they have um some tips for you they have gone through it as well or as you said, like a psychiatrist that can really give you like very good advice. Mm. And this step can also be one of the hardest steps to just really feel like um, you really open up about your emotions and you can feel super vulnerable. So to begin with someone that you feel very close with can be a good thing. And then maybe, you know, you can talk to more and more people, uh, the more comfortable you get talking about it. Yeah, it really helps a lot. Okay, so next step is number four, create a safe space. And this one is about looking at which are the people that are surrounding you, which people do you have in your environment all day, like do they take your energy, do they give you energy? And it can both be people like friends and family, it can be relatives, it can be 
people you follow on Instagram. So it's really kind of like just who you see every day through social media or in real life and who you spend time with. Yeah, you should definitely be with people who make you feel better and not worse. And that might seem so like logic. Yeah, but I guess or I think for many people, we don't really think about how others make us feel. We just like accept it. Maybe you've been friends with someone for very long and you don't really think about whether that person makes you feel better. But it's very important to just like start thinking about how you feel after you've been with someone. And also, as you said, like the environment on social media, all the content you're consuming, is that uplifting or is that just like time consuming? And I guess some or very much of the content that we consume are very like shallow and materialistic and that can really be so draining um so just be more aware of the people and the things that you spend time with every day yeah definitely and we have talked about with each other we talked about the um um on Instagram where you can hide people's stories and their posts and how it's very relieving to do that. Yeah, I use that so much. I think like half the people I follow, I never see what their, like their content. Yeah, and it can be like you follow people because uh, you know each other in some sort of way, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you really get much energy of their posts or stories so mm. just to use that can be very good yeah and i can feel obligated to follow people that i kind of know so it's just so easy to just mute them and so then you don't have to unfollow them and they won't get mad <laughs> which is like you could just unfollow them if you want to there's nothing wrong with that but yeah and i also think it's so important what you said with people that you have been friends with for a very long time mm. that it's so easy to just be comfortable in the relationship and not think about how that person makes you feel and um it's so you know you always think about your relationship with a partner how that person makes you feel but maybe not necessarily with a friend that you've known for a long time but to you know be able to to be aware of that and also maybe you know break up with a friend if mm. the person doesn't make you feel very good yeah or maybe you just need some time off of each other like maybe that person is going through something and you're going through something and whenever i'm struggling mentally i'm very sensitive to people that are negative or just like not make me feel better and so maybe sometimes I just need to take some like space from other people and then when I feel better I can hang out with them again but yeah. The next thing that we have on the list is start spending time alone and this has been a game changer for me like I've grown so much after spending more time alone and being and start like being more comfortable doing that both like just being at home but also doing things in public alone and yeah it's just the best way to get to know yourself and mm -hmm. just start to like uh prioritize yourself yeah and this one can be a really hard one i think especially in public 
to be alone because if you're someone that like me that mm-hmm. really enjoys spending time with friends and are very social it can be a bit you know unusual and uncomfortable to just be with yourself but this is such a good way to just normalize enjoying spending time alone and doing things that you usually do with friends but you do them by yourself because why not do them just because someone is unavailable yeah and you you're not dependent on other people to do those things so yeah i think moving from my hometown was really a really good way for me to kind of force myself to be alone because i didn't know anyone in the city that i moved to and i felt like when i lived in our hometown i only hang out with like the same group of friends that was so comfortable and and then I mean, I was really happy with that, but at the same time, I I knew that I wanted to do something different. So when I moved, that kind of forced me to get new friends and just do things that I wanted to do. And yeah, it really helped me a lot. But you also need to do this in like small steps. So if you're used to being surrounded by a lot of people all the time, then just take one night for yourself at home and... Just do something like watch your favorite movie or whatever and then you can just like start to do this more often. And I feel like we should talk about this in an episode uh, because I have a lot to say about this. To, yeah. Definitely. This should be an episode itself. Yeah. Because it's so important and I think you grow so much as a person and you also, you get to know yourself in a much better way and I don't think I expected to you know learn so much about myself because you spend so much time with yourself but with other people so when you spend time with yourself alone it's a completely different thing and yeah it's uh, such a good way to grow as a person and I also think that this one is kind of connected with the next step so the next step is number six try new things and be open-minded and this one we took some examples like move to a new city start a new project like it can also be a very small thing it doesn't have to be as big as a move it can also be like go to a new gym you know get to know a new person challenge yourself and try new things yeah and to maybe find something that you really love to do that you haven't tried before so for me I've recently started to do Pilates and I've been I've become really obsessed with it and I've finally found a form of training that I absolutely love and that I do because I just enjoy it so much we used to play soccer but after that I've had a hard time just like finding a type of workout that I really really enjoy But then I started to like try different classes at my gym and then I found this Pilates studio and then I went there and I I just love it so much. And now I'm a Pilates girl. So that's just like small things like that. You can it can really make a huge impact on your lifestyle. And yeah, yeah, I know there are a lot of people that are used to playing in a team that has a hard time going to a gym and just like training there 
And going to like classes in some sort of form yeah. is such a good way to just find that spirit again. I get so much more motivated when someone's like screaming at me or just like <laughs> Yeah. Or just like telling me what to do and just like working out with other people. It's the best. Yeah, so that's really a great example of just trying a new thing to find something that really fits you so much better than what you have just always thought that you should do. So yeah, such a good example. And, you know, moving to a new city can also help you spend time alone, as you mentioned before. And you develop so much as a person by trying new things and challenge yourself. Yeah, everything. Because I feel like you can just, like, get very comfortable in doing the same things that you have always done, as you said. And just, like, listening to the same music, eating the same food like going to the same restaurants and the same with the same people and it's just I got to a point uh in my life when I was just so tired of everything just like being the same all the time and I don't know it's just it's so much fun to try new things but I think we are very good at putting ourselves into specific groups to just feel very comfortable or just like try to fit in with people that like the same thing as we do so when we were younger we were like yeah we're football girls like this is us this is who we are but you know we are so much more than that as well mm. yeah and i feel like being open-minded is so important because we have those beliefs about ourselves that can be very limiting like mm -hmm. i am a person that doesn't like to work out or i am a person that doesn't like to eat healthy or it doesn't even have to be like that. And when it comes to identity crisis, to try new things is also to find your identity in a way. Maybe you find something totally new and you surprise yourself with liking that part. So by trying new things, you just get to find what you like. Yeah, that's so true. And it's also things like I've always identified as like the organized girl that's always planning and likes to do lists which I really, really like. Like, I love being organized and all that. But at the same time, I've recently been really working on not, like, controlling everything and just, like, being more spontaneous. And I think I had a belief that was, like, I am, like, I need to have things planned. And that's, like, what I feel, the be when I feel the best or, I don't know, but... yeah. And you challenge yourself. But I realized, so I, ch yeah, I kind of changed my mindset and was like, just like changed that belief about myself. And now I really love being more spontaneous and just like having that balance. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely a balance. <laughs> I noticed that when I asked you if you wanted to follow me to Paris with like two days notice and you were like, yes. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah. I'm usually the very spontaneous one, like almost a bit too spontaneous and you're so much more like organized. So I think we can like learn from each other on that part as well. Yeah. I yeah. need to be more like you. And I need to be more like you. So yeah, that's it's a good <laughs> it's a good mix. Yeah. So the next step is number seven, be selfish. And this one this one is a big one. I love this one <laughs> because being selfish sounds so negative, but it's actually 
the best thing that you can do for both yourself but also to others yeah because if you do something just to please others they will not like enjoy it and you won't enjoy it and it's just no it's not good just like be selfish do things that you want to do and prioritize yourself and just like oh i don't know like just be more selfish stop people pleasing <laughs> it's like that's exactly what you're doing because both you and me i think this is so important for both of us because we are both people pleasers and are used to doing things um to make other happy or it's very hard for me to say no to people or to just you know do things that i know won't please them and to be selfish in this aspect is just to prioritize your needs and it doesn't mean that you should be like mean to someone or that you should do any harm to other people you should just prioritize yourself and you can be very like open about this and tell people in your surroundings like okay i really need to mm. uh focus on myself right now so maybe i can't do all the things that i'm usually doing uh, maybe i can't see you as often maybe i have to say no more yeah and it's not mean to prioritize yourself it's not no so you should never feel guilty about like saying no to an invite or to just like prioritize yourself and your well-being i feel like if everyone should if everyone would do that the world would be <laughs> such a like a good place preach yeah preach amanda <laughs> For a long time, I feel like I did things for other people and to please others and like maybe like chose the education that I thought would look good for others and you know, all of those things. You should never do things just to please others and because that will not make you happy and you're just afraid that someone will be mad or disappointed and maybe they will be but that's not what's important so yeah i really need to like take this advice myself because it's so easy to just like be it's just very easy to fall into the pattern of like doing things for others instead of yourself and it can also be expectations really it can be expectations from your parents so you do it because maybe you stay at the job because you know that your parents really really like you working there but that doesn't necessarily mean that that job is good for you in any way it just means that you do things for others and you know mm. in the end things will always be better if you prioritize yourself you will feel better you will be happier and everything will just come to the right path yeah definitely and hopefully your parents just wants you to be happy and that's what matters so definitely but we can't talk about this enough like please be selfish please prioritize yourself and it's okay to uh disappoint someone if it means that you grow as a person and then we have the last one number eight be kind to yourself and this is also a very very important step that is so easy to not do 
and it's very easy to be so hard on yourself, but to be so kind to all the other people in your life, but to yourself, you're always extra hard. Think of yourself as your best friend. It's just so easy to... You would never like say negative or mean things to your best friend. So why are you saying them to yourself? And then also, don't put so much pressure on yourself. I mean, why are you doing that? <laughs> like, And especially when you're in a crisis, it's so hard to... Or it's so easy to be hard on yourself because you feel like you have lost yourself in a way and you don't have everything figured out. And it can be a time where you just constantly uh, think bad of yourself for not knowing what to do. But this is actually where you're supposed to be extra kind to yourself because this crisis happens for a reason and you're going to have your own journey. But to be kind to yourself is just, you know, so important. I feel like we prevent ourselves from actually being happy because maybe we feel like we don't deserve it or I don't know why we do it but we're so hard on ourselves on ourselves and we are so mean and and being in a an identity crisis can actually be a good thing or it is a good thing because you've realized that there's something about your life that you are not happy about so um, realizing this is just the first step of actually being more close to a life that you really enjoy and a life where you're actually authentically yourself and happy and your best yeah, version of yourself. Exactly. After a crisis, there's usually a breakthrough. So it begins with a crisis and then... As you say, like, this is the first step of becoming the best version of yourself. Mm, and becoming the true version of yourself and not, like, to just stop pretending to be someone that you're not. Because I feel like that's, at least for me, that's what I was doing. Like, I was pretending for others, to please others or to just, like, to... I was lying to myself and when I stopped, I found myself in this... Um, life or identity crisis and it's just I mean it's just a sign of you being mindful and self-aware and finally admitting to yourself and being honest and yeah and also not settling it's also you telling yourself that I'm not gonna settle with this life that I'm not happy with I want more and that is one of the best things for yourself because it only means that like you you want more out of life and you just want to create you know a life where you are your best version and what's better than that that just means that you want a lot of things for yourself which is so so good <laughs> so take this advice from us i mean this is things that we have wrote down that has helped us. So hopefully it can inspire you or help you in some kind of way. And we're just so happy to being able to do this episode. And it was so much fun doing the first episode together. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think we are we going to wrap it up? Yeah, yeah. Okay, 
So thank you so much for listening. We really hope you're gonna enjoy this episode. Yeah, thank you so much for listening and... See you next time. Yeah, bye. Bye.